0: There he goes. One of God's own prototypes. A high-powered mutant of some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live, and too rare to die. Welcome to Episode 88 of the Digital Freemason Podcast for the week of July fourteenth, 2008. I'm your host, Scott, and I'll be taking you along in my excellent adventures to the world of short Masonic educational papers. This paper, like all others, is available on the website www.thedigitalfreemason.com and I encourage you to swing by and check it out. So this episode comes long on the heels of the last episode, which was long on the heels of the previous one. uh, I always find that the spring and summertime are supposed to be quiet times where lodges go dark and all sorts of other activities and volunteer organizations are supposed to for the summer, but where I am and what I'm doing, I find that it's more of a busy time for me, so I, haven't, I apologize for not having been able to get out episodes on a regular basis, and uh, still appreciate all the comments and feedback I've been receiving on the other episodes that have been around. So this episode, I had actually hoped to get out in uh, mid-June, late June, it was about Sort of uh, dealing with, uh, talks about the Holy St. John's, which are the two saints which seem to be closely tied to Freemasonry. I'd sort of have it celebrate as uh, St. John the Baptist, uh, his special day, which is uh, scheduled for June 14th. And then tied into that is St. John the Evangelist, which is December 27th. But anyway, I get this paper out now, and I hope that you're enjoying it. And so well, let's get started on it. This paper came from worshipable brother, Kelly Griggs, and deals primarily with St. John the Baptist, and makes reference to a later paper coming up on St. John the Evangelist, which I'm still looking to root up. So we'll get going on this paper, and hear a little bit about St. John the Baptist. Early in our Masonic travels, we're told that we were seeking admission to a lodge, erected to God and dedicated to the Holy Saints John. God, we know, for we have had a state where we believe in God to be considered for membership. The first, St. John the Baptist, is recognized by a special day, June 24th. The other, St. John the Evangelist, or Apostle, has been designated a day, December 27th. Why these days were considered, I don't know. There is one line of thought that credits these dates as being related to the summer and winter solstices, which are on or about June 22nd and December 22nd. The description here will center on John the Baptist. The description of John the Evangelist will be presented later. As we turn to the rule and guide, we find that John the Baptist is verified by John the Evangelist. In the Gospel of John, we find these words, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe." So at this point, we find the man and the mission John was to tell of the light to come. In Luke, we find an account which gives the parents of John, Zacharias, and Elizabeth, who were both righteous before God. That is, they found favor with God in the performance of their priestly duties. As Zacharias performed his duties, An angel of God told him he would have a son as his prayers had been heard and would be answered. He further stated that his name would be John. He was told many shall rejoice, he shall not drink strong wine, and he will make ready a people for the coming Messiah. He would also assume the vows of the Nazareth of life. Only three people, according to the scripture, took the vows for life, Samuel, Samson, and John the Baptist this vow simply stated that you would serve god with your entire being as a jewish male there were two very important days within the lifetime the first was the eighth day when the parents presented the male child to the priest for circumcision at this point the parents accepted the responsibility to rear the child according to the law at age twelve years the second important day the child is again presented to the priests and becomes an adult now, numbered in the census, when presented to the priests on the eighth day, Zacharias probably offered the prayer or its equivalent, "Thou vouchsafe thy aid, God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, to this our present gathering, and grant that this candidate for your service may dedicate and devote his life to your service and become a true and faithful servant among us. Endue him with the sufficiency of thine wisdom, that by the influence of your pure principles, he may display the beauties of holiness to your name. Having dedicated or offered the child to God's glory alone in service, Zacharias and Elizabeth probably spent the next twelve years in carrying out the awesome challenge of rearing a child acceptable to the committed vows. At age twelve, he was again presented to the temple priests and represented to the people as a servant of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He was probably given instructions similar to this. You are charged strictly to act and walk uprightly, wherever you might be and in whatever you do, before God and man, keeping your heart and conscience as pure and spotless as a sacrificial lamb. He was probably given further instructions similar to this that the vow you are about to assume is extremely weighty and carries with it many serious responsibilities. Were it not that for your trust in God, and that you have been taught to apply to Him for strength and wisdom, you might well shrink from assuming it, for it cannot be repudiated nor laid aside. Prevailing scriptures indicate that the answers were in the affirmative. This really marks the beginning of John's ministry, After several years in preparation, he assumes his divine calling, fulfilling the mission he was sent to do, that is, to prepare the nation of Israel for the coming Messiah. The law under which the nation of Israel lived was the law given to Moses and interpreted by the religious leaders. The law of Moses, the Ten Commandments, was the basis of all action. This was before the great commandment given by the Messiah, the law of love and charity, was given. John's message, Repent and be Baptized, was a theme of John's missionary. Repent, or change your behavior, and be baptized as a symbol of cleansing and as a public profession, profession of repentance. John gained a large following of disciples, even to the extent of being given the name John the Baptizer. These followers were in many cases reluctant to become followers of the Messiah later. One question often asked after repentance baptism was, "What shall I do?" In Luke, John upset the religious leaders by saying, "If you have two coats, give one to someone who needs it." That was also applied to one of the more than enough, the ones with more than enough food, share it. None of the 10 commandments required this. They prohibited taking or coveting it, but it did not advocate giving it away. He could have said, If you ever see a member of the human family in a destitute condition, you can relieve his distress, and you can relieve his distress, do so, for this is the principle upon which the kingdom of God is erected. In Luke, John tells the tax collector to take no more than that is which you are entitled to, even if it is legal. He also had the message for the employee and employer, merchant-customer, and the landlord-tenant relationships. In Luke, John the Baptist instructed the soldier, even though it be legal, not to use their position in life to take advantage of anyone in another position. John the Baptist is probably known more for the people for his stand taken with Herod, whom he told his relationship with his brother's wife was outside the will of God. To stand up against one in power is not the easiest thing to do. He could have said, everyone is doing it, or it's none of my business. Or even this is an alternative lifestyle, or maybe ah, they love each other in either case, his life would not have been the same had the same ending. We are master masons, and th- we know the effect of laying down one's life rather than violating his vows. What lesson could be taught if we violate our vows and saved our lives in John's case, standing up for what was right resulted in his imprisonment and subsequently in his beheading. Finally, in summing up the place of John the Baptist as a patron saint of Masonry, we may ask the question, If John the Baptist spent his entire life seeking, finding, and following the Lamb of the tribe of Judah, can we, as Master Masons, do any less? So there's Worshipful Brother Griggs' piece on the Saint John's, the Holy St. John's, and primarily on St. John's the Baptist. So I uh, guess I need to start taking a look for a uh Saint John the Evangelist piece for this December. So if you have anything like that, I'd appreciate you send, sending sending along to me, or I can I'll continue to do my research. So I'll leave you with that, those thoughts as to how it is that St. John the Baptist led his life and how he said that there were things that he needed to do, and he did them in the face of uh, power and adversity. So until next time, hopefully next week or in the next couple of weeks, I've been your host, Scott, and I've enjoyed our time together. And again, please email me at podcast at the digitalfreemason.com or come by and visit our website. And always, I'm taking donations for the uh, support of the website. It's uh, enjoy doing it. And it's always nice to be able to defray some of the costs of the bandwidth for uh, the thousands of people that are downloading this podcast. So until next time, be sure to keep the shiny side up.